Hi, everyone. I'm Lisa Shea. Welcome to my podcast, Shaycation, Living the Abundant Life, where we will encourage and empower each other to live the full life in Christ. You know, life with God is a trip. What we believe about his goodness determines how great of a trip your life can be. Join me on my Shaycation and let's have a blast on this trip with God that we call life. Lisa, it's a joy to have you over here. I appreciate you. I appreciate how God uses you in our community and the lives you impact in our city, and I appreciate it. I've always been a fan of Focus on the Family, and it was so great to hear you do a two-session on Focus on the Family. They have, oh, somewhere around 7 million listeners worldwide, and that you did uh, a two-section presentation on the family at Focus on the Family. And I was have always been a fan of that program. And so I was such a joy to hear you uh, uh, speaking. And so we welcome you today. And Thank our you. viewers, I'm sure, will enjoy getting to hear a few questions you have. Tell us a little about yourself. And then what are some questions? And our focus primarily is one of your areas of expertise is the family. So. Uh, Tell us a little about Lisa, and then uh, we'll, we'll move into your questions. Well, thank you for having me. I am uh, honored to be here and share this time with you. Um, very exciting time for, for me uh, was when Focus on the Family did share my testimony. Um, we um, really were impacted by the love and respect message, and uh, it radically transformed my marriage. Uh, I currently do work for Love and Respect Ministry. I'm the uh, director of women's ministry there, and so truly blessed to be able to encourage women in Ephesians 5.33, um, you know, that uh, husbands are to love their wives and wives must respect their husbands. And that can be a tough pill to swallow, oh, it but oh, um, it, is. it is a powerful tool and uh, it is empowering empowering and so it's been exciting to share that with women. I also um, have been blessed to do ministry here in Charlotte largely in part to my relationship with you and the impact that your ministry has had on my life um, and I'm so blessed to call you a mentor, father, figure, oh, spiritual so dad and, um, and friend so thank you. thank you for all that that your ministry has meant to me and my family um, but in, in connecting with you years ago and you doing ministry personally um, and then training and mentoring I mean I have just a passion for um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and yes. teaching people about um, their their gifts and walking Amen. in those gifts so um, it's been amazing to take what you have taught me and then to share that with with others so that thrills me it's great and I thank God for you um, I do have questions uh, regarding the deliverance ministry and I do have a passion for the family so um, in, in your book, Glorious Freedom, it tells us that there's evil forces that have their origin from previous generations. And how, how does that happen? Can you explain something, um, how the doors open or how previous generations could have an impact on, on me or, or someone else? Yes. It's one of those tragedies uh, I remember a long time ago. One of my, this is all the way back in high school, one of my friends and I were both in the backfield and he was a great athlete and we had a great friendship. Um, as far as I know, he never embraced the Lord as Savior, but uh, he was an alcoholic. His father was an alcoholic, 
a really embarrassing alcoholic. And his brother was an alcoholic, was killed drunk, and so forth. So I've just seen what that the destruction, things like that, can do to a family. And in ways we don't fully understand, we're not only psychologically affected by our families, that would be true of everybody, but we're also, we also can be spiritually affected by our families. We can, I, we can have things passed down through family lines that are spiritual, that are destructive. Frankly, demons can be passed down through family lines. And um, I guess that would be a natural way to get, in fact, I know it's a natural way to get them, that a forebearer had a spirit, say, we'll say a spirit of um, bondage or a spirit of heaviness and it just gets passed down through generations. Um, sometimes it's psychological, sometimes it's a literal spirit, sometimes it's the damage caused from a forebearer who had the spirit. But there's such a value in breaking generational curses and breaking anything generational. Now, on the other hand, I rush to say we need to respect, and I encourage people to respect their forebearers, respect their parents, uh, whether they were perfect or not, none of us are perfect parents. I'm certainly have not been a perfect family parent, but uh, our children all walk with the Lord and all doing great. So that's a great joy. But they, those destructive things need to be broken mm -hmm. and oftentimes cast out of people. So in your many years of deliverance ministry, what would you say are the most common generational curses or sins that affect families today? Excellent question. Certainly addiction. Mm. So many people have addictions and it's run for generations and you can trace back and hear uh, some of them that know, know their family of origin for several generations, how this has been passed on and on and on. That would certainly be one of them. Mm -hmm. Another one is a huge spirit of fear. Fear is one of the most common spirits in the, in the Christian world that we face and it comes against us or sometimes send us to be cast out. Fear is another spirit that's passed through family lines. And so we not only need to break it, but we need to cast that spirit of fear out. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's a cluster of spirits like um, Mary Magdalene had seven demons, mm -hmm. the scripture says, in Luke there, and and Jesus cast them out. So sometimes we can have more than one spirit of something like anger or fear or uh, drivenness to, to succeed. And I want everybody to succeed, but not in a driven way that destroys some people. Wow, that's, that's good. Now, what destructive behaviors or weaknesses allow demonic influences to come into our lives from previous generations? Like what, what are things that people do that would open up a door? I think when we sin, and particularly when we willfully sin, and when we sin and don't repent, mm -hmm. when we sin and don't try to change, we're just inviting darkness to rule our lives. Certainly we need a working relationship, not only some event 20 years ago with Jesus, but we need to be walking with Jesus, we need to be in His Word, we need to be in good churches, we need to be in good fellowship. And uh, I really advocate that um, 
uh, we, we deal with the sin in our life, which sin invites the demonic to invade us, and we don't need any more of that. Anyway, we need to see it cast out. Okay, and that follows up with my next question. Um, I love how you say uh, in a traditional family, we each have about 30 people influencing yes. us because yes. these uh, generational uh, issues can visit us to the third and fourth generation. So what you're saying is to be like we should be mindful not only of the generations prior, but also future generations. Like, yes. So how would you encourage me to be mindful of things um, that could affect my children, my grandchildren. What, what are some? Excellent question. I've seen endless times <clears throat> when people, this dawned on a, a couple, wow, I recognize that I'm struggling with things past their family lines, oftentimes, particularly, particularly the wife, and I guess this is the wonderful mother instinct that God's put in precious ladies, but the, particularly the mother wants to say, and how do I protect my children? So to break this, to have spirits that cause us cast out, to uh, turn from the sins that these spirits were leading us to be involved in, and to change is the best way we can keep this from being passed to the next generation. And I'm thinking about a personal experience that I had with one of my children. Um, they were eight years old and struggling with just anger and dealing with anger. And I remember I, I looked down at my child and I said, what is, what is wrong? And they looked at me and I, it was like, a spirit came over them, which at the time, thankfully, because um, we had a relationship and, and you were ministering to me and mentoring me at the time, I said, what is going on? And uh, she looked at me and said, I am so full of wrath right now. Eight and eight years old, we didn't use wrath in our, the word wrath. So I knew because I had that awareness. Um, so I love how you say the mother, you know, typically has that nurturing, protective um, mama bear. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I was like, we need to take care of this no right is. now. And so just remember looking at her and, and just saying, I'm not talking to you but I'm talking to this wrath right now. So you just say yes in Jesus' name when I'm done and, and we took care of it. It can be wow. done, don't you agree? So oh, simply, yes. it doesn't have to be, you know, yelling or demonstrative. Oh, no. I know at times we've seen on uh, shows oh. where people are overly demonstrative oh, yes. and, and I just love how, you know, you're just very quiet and you use the authority that Jesus uh, yes. died to give you yeah. um, to handle those moments. But it's listening as a mother, don't you agree listening mm -hmm. to your to your child yes. and also to the Holy Spirit and mm -hmm. and trusting I know uh, another instance that we had was um, uh, my daughter saw a figure walking across the room and and you know there was a man that walked across well there was no man in our house but I wasn't going to say as a lot of people do oh don't be silly mm -hmm. um, and I did do that with with uh, one of my children too like oh you're just imagining mm -hmm. it go to now I know maybe they're not imagining they it maybe really maybe they something. they are seeing something so let's it does not hurt to pray uh, against something or command Absolutely. it to, to leave the, the child or the home so um, 
Let's switch to, to marriage though. Mm -hmm. Like what would you say the benefits are of a couple prior to getting married, having deliverance ministry, or continuing with deliverance ministry um, throughout their marriage? What, what would you say the benefits? Interesting, that's a great question. Maybe that will teach some of our younger people here who are viewers. Some people have recognized before I step into marriage, I need to deal with or before I step into marriage with him or with her, she needs to deal with such and such. And they are convinced it's demonic. And they say, we need to get help. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes people, even before marriage, will come in preparation for that. More, more often it's after marriage. When they get into marriage, their first year or two, the conflicts and clashes and all, they recognize this is this is not this something takes my takes over my husband sometimes and it's not him and it's not the guy I married and 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 so they come as the couple and endless of the times I've ministered to one member of the couple both sitting there usually I'll have a scribe writing down insights and, and I'll cut my eye at the other per member, and he or she is nodding, nodding, agreement, yes, you're on target, yes, you're doing, yes. So I think that the wise, wise young couple would, before they're married, would be wise to deal with this. But if, for people in marriage, they would be wise to deal with this and agree together. There's something beyond our imperfections that is driving us and we, we, we must deal with it. Mm -hmm. And as someone who does uh, minister to wives in their marriages, I can absolutely see that a lot of times there is more going on than you know just your typical people not being able to get along, that there are some generational things or doors that have been opened through situations like addiction, pornography, you know, all, all yes. sorts of things, gambling, well, that's addiction. Yeah. But uh, absolutely, it's, it's important. Now, Lisa, uh, one more question, sure. and you're doing great. What wonderful questions, and what a ministry you've got. We'll wind it up with one more question. And one more question. Me. All right. What would you say to um, a husband or wife who has the revelation of the deliverance ministry and, and they want to pursue it for themselves, they want their spouse to pursue it, and they want it for their family, but their spouse isn't on the same page yet or doesn't understand it or believe it? What would you say to that husband or wife who who really wants to embrace the biblical um, truths of the deliverance ministry, but they're married to someone who isn't there that yet. And that, that could be um, an uneven balance there in the home if one person is fine yeah. with their children watching scary movies, but you know the, the other spouse isn't. What would you say to, to someone? Yes, good question, good question. Great final question here. Um, one thing, one of the hardest things is if a person, if a mate, we'll take, we'll take a husband who is, we'll say he is just hands off of this, but if he can see that this has made a real difference in my wife, mm. he is more likely to be open to the reality of something like this. And I would in turn encourage the wife to talk to him of the value of seeking this, and he may turn up his nose and, and poo-poo it and all, but just occasionally come back and v revisit the subject with him with the hope that sooner or later 
he is going to realize he has a need and that he would be he would humble himself and get through his pride or insecurity whatever and seek help mm. and uh, so I would uh, think that would be the best best way a t personal testimony like this meant a lot to me this helped me change to be the person I am today that carries a lot of weight mm. and uh, and so if, if the, he can see changes in his wife because of the ministry that may make him be more open to it. So allow the fruit to speak. Yeah, exactly. Great having you on here. Thank Let's pray so together for our viewers. Lord, we want to pray for our viewers. And we just want to pray today against anything that would be destructive in families. Lord, we just want to come against anything in family lines that have been occultic, have been superstitions, have been uh, involvements in non-Christian religions, any kind of spirit like that that would be in, in a family and in the, in the life of uh, viewers right now. We want to command in the authority and power of Jesus. We want to command that spirit to be bound, yes. to be driven away. Lisa and I agree together at the mouth of two witnesses. The scripture says what's bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. What's loosed on earth should be loosed in heaven. And we agree together for our viewers that bondage in their lives will be cast out by the authority and power of Jesus. And particularly we're focusing on anything occultic, anything that has religious undertones but not of Christianity. We bind you. We drive you out. We say, be gone. Be gone. In Jesus' name, amen. You can find any resources mentioned in my podcast by going to lisasheaministries.com. Click on podcast and look for the show notes where we'll have links for resources to help you continue on this trip called life.